Well, welcome to the first edition of the What's in the Cup podcast for this new academic year here at Georgia Southwestern State University. I'm Neil Weaver, sitting high above the uh, entrance to campus on a beautiful fall afternoon. I managed to make it all the way through summer without doing a podcast and waited till the beginning of fall to do the first one. We're five weeks in to the semester and uh, really off to a great start here at the university, but it is uh, spectacularly nice outside today. And as always, we have a really great guest with us today. I'm excited to introduce all of you to Dr. Ashley Jones, an assistant professor of communications here at Georgia Southwestern. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. You are, uh, man, everything you're doing is new, right? Yep. I mean, I called you doctor. <laughs> How used to that are you? Not very. I know. Not it hasn't very. Been I'm very a brand long. new grad. So Isn't that exciting? It's super exciting. Okay. When you defended, mm-hmm. how did you feel? When Nervous. they said, <laughs> when they came out and said, congratulations, Dr. Jones, did they um, say that to you? They did. Yeah. They did. Uh, I had to defend over Zoom because oh, pandemic. No. So um, that's the world we live in right yeah, now. Yeah, it is. Um, but when I was um, back into the meeting, they all said, congratulations, Dr. Jones. And yeah. it was just like weight lifted it off is, of my shoulders. And it's spectacular. Oh, I did it. Yeah, it is, yes. it is a, a feeling unlike anything else it's a big old check mark off that list (laughs) the the build up to the defense Mm -hmm. is Mm nerve-wracking and the intensity of the meeting is pretty severe yes and i think they do that on purpose oh yeah it's a rite of passage (laughs) for sure if you can get through that you can conquer the world for at least a week yes well congratulations (laughs) that is that is a spectacular accomplishment and uh, one that all of us are proud of and certainly proud of you when you do it and uh, we are glad because now you're here at georgia southwestern you uh you've been here all of what a month almost just two? about uh yeah a little yeah. over <laughs> wow yeah so that's brand new yep and you're teaching in a program that is let's see two weeks old i don't even think we're two weeks old not even two weeks old i think we're a Eight days old. Eight days old. Okay. <laughs> At this point. So you are just new everything. Yes. And that's awesome. It's very exciting for the university to have this new, exciting energy. And we're going to get to talk about the program. We're going to get to talk about you and, and Dr. Carter, who's new as well, your colleague in, yes. the, in the communications uh, program. He couldn't join us today, but we're going to get to talk about him. So uh, we'll talk about him behind his back and <laughs> he won't listen to this and uh, we'll just say whatever we want. Uh, But we always get started with some uh, information about student success here at the university. And uh, at the beginning of the semester, uh, the number one thing that we like to talk about is enrollment, how we're doing, and of course, retention and how how we're doing with keeping students on track towards their degree. And the, um, you know, this enrollment's kind of a mixed bag this year. We are uh, about, about 10 students behind where we were last year at this time and we still have the chinese students uh, and through our partnership with joko normal university to uh, enroll and i got the number today it's going to be 117 uh, students in china 
And so that will cut our deficit to eight. So we're going to be eight students below where we finished last year. And uh, that's not too bad. But inside the numbers, we're seeing some interesting uh, dynamics. Our freshman class is 100 students smaller than last year's freshman class. Um, and we've talked a lot around why that might be. And uh, during COVID, we, we, none of our recruiters could get out on the road. None of our uh, high schools allowed us in to talk to their students and, and um, couldn't do any individual recruitment efforts. And when you're a school like Georgia Southwestern that doesn't have massive name recognition, it's hard to kind of break through the clutter. Mm -hmm. And uh, as somebody who studies communication and, and I would assume social media and, and advertising and all those kind of ways in which we try to communicate, uh, it's tough it and it's tough. expensive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and we don't have either of those. You know, we don't have, we don't have uh, a whole lot of personnel. We don't have a lot of money. And uh, in, in cases where we've been kind of cooped up, it's been hard to tell our story. And so 100 freshmen down is not a shocking uh, number. We didn't obviously didn't get the, the Atlanta uh, area students to come down and see us. So that's that's one thing that we have to deal with. But the good news is on the graduate side, we're up 162 students over last year. And a lot of that's in education and business. And we are seeing nationally a trend of more people getting into graduate programs as COVID has isolated people, uh, freed up time. <laughs> uh, you know, they're working from home or mm -hmm. working, uh, not traveling, not, not doing things. They've actually found, many have found graduate school as a way to uh, fill some of that time and uh, hopefully progress in their careers. And so we're seeing a bump there. And what we have to decide institutionally is how does, how does that change our behavior going forward? Do we believe the freshman decline is permanent? I don't. Do we believe the graduate in, increase is permanent? I don't. And so, you know, do you do anything different? Do you, you know, how do you, you know, if, if you adjust and it's not permanent, then you've shifted resources. If it's temporary, then things should settle back so these are interesting questions that yes. uh, we have to we have to wrestle with and luckily for me there's lots of people here that wrestle with them and just tell me what the answer is and uh, we go on down the road uh, but it's it, it is interesting the dynamics and of course when you have a hundred fewer freshmen uh, there's a hit to housing our housing occupancy is down into the 70 uh, percent 70 I think 76 or 77 percent occupancy and we really need that to be closer to 90% in order to pay all of our bills and, and cover the cost of construction and, and operations. Um, and, and our housing is really interesting because our students have a two-year residency requirement. But in the first year of COVID, if somebody said, I'm not comfortable living in the residence halls, we said, okay, you don't have to. And so if you didn't live in the residence halls your first year, you're not then required to come back in the second. And then we have a hundred fewer freshmen this year. And so you kind of get this doubling up of the 
uh, vacancies. And so again, we think that should over time work itself through the system and, and we should return to a more normal. Um, but we're, we're not, we're unfortunately this pattern we're seeing all across the system in different ways. ABAC is full, Columbus is full, Albany's full, middle Georgia's down like we are, coastal Georgia's down like we are, um, Gordon State's down like we are. So varying different uh, results, which makes it more difficult to predict. So anyway, so you got any solutions on that? <laughs> Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Right. I'll work well, on you it. Think, you think about that. Um, the last, the last part of student success, and again, this is a, a number that we talk about, and that's retention. Uh, we had, we previously, our, our retention had climbed up to about 68%, and we were really uh, moving in the right direction towards what I was hoping would be 70 or 71%. Uh, and we're, we dipped back down. We're about 60% right now with last year's freshmen. And again, it's, it's uh, the, what is the COVID effect? Uh, we believe students chose to stay closer to home, uh, stay on a smaller campus and not go off to school last year. Obviously there was concern about what is this going to look like? We had socially distanced classrooms. We had virtual, we had hybrid. Uh, and so many students chose to stay close. We also did away with the ACT and the SAT test scores for admittance. And so students who uh, would normally not get into Kennesaw or not get into Georgia Southern that would then choose Georgia Southwestern were able to get into those schools. Students that couldn't normally get into Georgia Southwestern were able to get in here. And whether we like the ACT and the SAT or we don't, it's proving to be a relatively good test or at least predictor and uh, and so we are seeing a higher rate of failure is that the, is that because the students weren't capable or is that because they didn't do well in the hybrid format did they didn't do well in the in the virtual format we don't know and i'm afraid that act and sat are going to take advantage of that and say see without <laughs> us you, you know you're in this bind but uh so the mixture of of students not doing as well for whatever reason and students that chose to stay here last year, but this year when it goes back to normal, going to their going to the school they wanted to go to. So that combination really, I think, uh, has pushed our retention rate down a little bit. I don't believe that it's what we did. I, I you know, I think we've implemented the right strategies. And so, again. If yeah. you could, if you could just answer some of these questions <laughs> for me, you know, when I was at Georgia State this last year, I taught both online and hybrid as well while I was finishing up my degree, and it's all across the state. Students have been wanting to be in the classrooms and wanting to engage with their peers, and not being able to do so has been hard on them. In addition to you know family stuff and yeah. personal stuff, and that. COVID has thrown a kink into. Yeah. And so now we're starting to see that response. And being at GSW and being able to be face-to-face -face with my students, they really appreciate that. Yeah. And 
it's been a lovely experience. So I'm really hoping that having that positive response will um, in turn as a whole translate to the rest of the campus going forward too. So I'm hoping that um, with our responses to the pandemic, to COVID um, and taking the precautions that we're taking that um, students are going to be encouraged to seek out this experience for themselves Yeah, going forward. And I, I think the retention rate will, I, I will, will show, like you said, the, the commitment of the faculty to be in the classroom, to work with the students. I think the ones that are here this year are really going to say, this place really is here for me. And, and last year, I don't know that we could communicate that as well. And not just us. I mean, I think generally speaking, uh, I've talked to several other uh, folks around higher education and their retention numbers are down. Everybody's are, are a little lower than what they'd been. Uh, it was just it was just very difficult to have that relationship and uh, and the ability to encourage students. And absolutely. To, to, it's so it's those after class meetings. It's mm-hmm. the it's the come to my office. It's the let's talk about what you're trying to do that really connects and, and those don't happen in right. virtual. Zoom helps, but email, it's yeah, same. it's not quite the same. Yeah. And, uh, we, you know, so I, it's going to be interesting five years from now when, uh, somebody pulls out the data and you, <laughs> and you, and you see the, 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 the chart and there's going to be these weird two year, like, Dips. And it's and it's going to be on the budget chart. Yep. It's going to be on the retention chart. It's going to be on the enrollment chart. It's going to be on the housing chart. I mean, and every you know, and and you know, I just maybe twenty years from now, whatever it is, somebody's going to look at it and think, what the heck happened <laughs> in two thousand and twenty? What was that all about? We don't right? talk about that and, year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, some of us yeah, might not still be around, and uh, certainly may not be working anymore. And it would just be funny to hear, you know, kind of. Do they even know what that was and, mm-hmm. and how that happened? Uh, I'm hopeful that in three or four years, they'll be they'll remember and continue not to hold that against us. I'm really hoping next year's budget doesn't hold it against us. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it, we know that there's an, an impact and we don't really know yet what it is, right? We just call it the COVID effect and we're looking at numbers and trying to understand what it is and interpret and and I think all of us right. have a little bit different experience and, and we can all kind of explain it away. And the, the danger, I think, from my perspective is, uh, is believing the explanation too much and, and, and just being willing to say, well, that must be what it is and not looking, are you sure? Right. And, and you know, you don't want to be fooled into complacency right. by just saying, well, it's the COVID effect. It'll, it'll be okay. Um, but at the same time, you hate to spend too much energy on it if it really will be okay. So anyway, that's, that's my problem, not yours. Um, but since we're talking about COVID, uh, every Wednesday, I send out the COVID uh, weekly update. And if you uh, didn't get it this week, the good news is uh, numbers here on campus are very positive, or I guess you should say very negative. Um, I don't know exactly how to explain that, but the only two students are in isolation because of a positive test. And for the second week in a row, we have zero faculty or staff out uh, with either a a positive or because they've been exposed. So uh, two weeks in a row, 14, 15 days now, zero. 
and that's really, really impressive. That means people are doing the right thing. Uh, I think it tells us that our classrooms are generally safe uh, and and whether you're wearing masks or not wearing masks, if you're staying distant and you know not breathing on each other or, or coughing or sneezing or anything like that, then uh, we're, we're, you know, I think doing pretty good. The uh, health center's done almost a thousand tests, uh, 876, I guess that's kind of close to a thousand. Um, only 98 positives for all of those tests. So uh, less than 1% uh, positivity rate this past week. I think we had one positive out of 103 tests this past week. So we really are seeing that um, decline. We've had a lot more people taking tests this year. Last year, hardly anybody tested. We had tests galore last year in January, February. Didn't didn't use them except on the athletes. This year, uh, they called right before the semester started and uh, the system did and said, hey, do you need any tests? And I think we had a 1,500 or something. I said, oh, heck no. We've got plenty. <laughs> First week, we did like 400. I was like, oh, my gosh. We had to call the system and say, hey, uh, by the way, you still got some of those tests? And they did, and they sent them to us, and, and that was nice. But uh, it's really been interesting mm-hmm. that people's behavior we have, we have people going over and testing twice a week, not and not because I have to, just for whatever reason. Um, so anyway, you know, maybe we should be sociologists. We can figure <laughs> this out. Um, so anyway, COVID on campus uh, still going well. Remember, uh, the the health center has uh, vaccines available. If you want to uh, start the vaccine uh, protocol, you're certainly welcome to contact Student Health Center. They will work with you to get that done. They have tests, we have masks, we have hand sanitizer, we have spray, we have all the stuff to, to keep your classroom clean, to keep your residence hall room clean. Uh, you, you could probably take some home if you wanted to. Uh, we've got gobs of it, and, and, and I'm really talking about hand sanitizer. I mean, I think you could take a bath in hand sanitizer if you wanted to. We got, <laughs> we got uh, gallons of it, and um, but that's good. It's nice that we have those things. All right. So enough about all that. Let's talk about the new stuff. Let's talk about Let's do it. Uh, communications. Brand new degree program here at Georgia Southwestern. It's been a while since we added a new degree program, so we're very excited about that. But I'm particularly excited about communications. Uh, my undergraduate degree was in speech communications, so um, you can test me later. But uh, <laughs> I think this is really valuable and important, and we're very excited about it. So Tell me about uh, tell me about the program and tell me kind of what your specialty is and, and what you're kind of working on to get things rolling. Yeah. So um, communication and emerging media is the official name of the program and it's brand new. Like we said, eight days old. We are currently working, um, Dr. Carter and I, to figure out the curriculum so that we can get students who um Uh, were a comm minor before uh, through the program and graduated on time and also so that we can get students who have expressed interest to us about um, learning a bunch of different stuff, things from social media to public relations to um, things like rhetoric and persuasion. Um, I myself focus mostly on digital media in my research um, and Dr. Carter does a lot of Um, rhetorical studies and persuasion and he does a lot of things with social media as well too 
Um, so both of us complement each other on being able to present. Not only do we have media studies um, and public relations and that side of things, we also have communication theory, rhetorical studies, persuasion, um, civic life. Um, so it's really interdisciplinary. And that's the goal of the program is to yeah. make sure that students um, have the perspectives of a bunch of different disciplines when they leave um, common emerging media. So we are focusing on right now building um, the curriculum up with five different concentrations. Those are public relations, media studies, general communication, health communication, and rhetoric. Um, And then we're also pending academic affairs approval. Um, Also, we are going to be offering certificates, um, not only in those five concentrations, but additionally in business communication, sports and journalism. And we have the digital media technology certificate already um, existing, but we're going to be expanding on that a little bit more too. So we've got something for everybody. You 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 know, the, the world has really brought the communications aspects together through technology. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was in school, long before you were in school, uh, we taught photography as a thing. That was a class. Yep. And we taught uh, video as a class. And we taught writing as a class. And speech, you know, obviously. And and now my phone does all those things. <laughs> By, you know, I can do every, you know, all those disciplines are now at my fingertips. Yep. And, and so teaching today, teaching a student today that knows how to do those things mm-hmm. or has access to those things. Right. I mean, everybody, when I was growing up, not everybody had a video camera. Right. Well, now we do. Mm-hmm. And so it's got to change kind of the way. Absolutely. Well, and we're also at that point where, um, there's been a generational change that's occurred where these students have, um, had access and have grown up with the new life skill of working through this media convergence that's been happening, where they've almost always had some kind of a phone or device yeah. that will do multiple things for them. So they know how to do all these things, but now it's a matter of refining the skill and teaching them the impact of being able to use um, these skills that they already have for different um, areas of their life, whether it's personal, whether it's professional, whether it's a you know a side job that you pick up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Understanding not only their own consumption of it, but when they do produce and be creative and put out into the world, um, the way that their participation impacts that world. Too. So we are attempting to focus on both of those yeah. um, through um, production aspects, um, through creative aspects, as well as some more theoretical, philosophical, foundational yeah. Um, yeah. perspectives. Yeah. Graphic design, mm-hmm. you know, creating a flyer, creating, you know, that used yep. to be specialized. We right? include that actually in our public speaking courses yeah, now. That's just a normal, I mean, anybody can do that, right? You can yep. walk up to a computer, everybody's got one, you've got a printer. <laughs> Uh, you can do that. And uh, a fascinating change. Yep. Um, I heard somebody say one time, and I, I hope you can follow along with this, um, that people like race car driving because everybody drives a car. And so we all think we can do that. It looks like, you know, that looks like what I do, right? Not everybody can hit a baseball. Not everybody can shoot a basketball, but everybody drives a car, right? Well, everybody communicates. Mm-hmm. everybody's got a phone, everybody's can take pictures, you know? And so 
the interesting thing is you're taking somebody who really knows how to do these things and then, but you're teaching them at a new level. Yes. And, and it's really, uh, to me, that's kind of fascinating because, you know, I'm, you can't put, make, I, I can't be a nurse, right? I mean, me I, neither. I, I don't know how to do that, <laughs> right? So even at, you know, but if you say, hey, I need you to take a picture, well, I can do that, right? Or I, you know, I need you to make a speech, well, I can do that. So it, everybody has these communication skills, but they haven't refined them. Right. And, and, and I think that's what the specialization does and allows them to be professionals at it. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, and that's the feedback we've gotten from businesses as well too. You know, business owners come to us and they say, well, we know how to run Facebook or we know how to run Instagram, but we don't know how to reach audiences on those platforms. Well, that's what we teach students to do is not only how to create a really phenomenal media text to put out there, but also, um, being able to connect that to the correct audience that's going to turn around and come in and spend money in and that sell business. The yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not enough just to talk right. to them. You want to get them to do something. Right. Yeah. We, we talk about that a lot. Uh, maybe I shouldn't bring it up, but fundraising, you know, you, you want people to connect with the university and feel good about the university. But at the end of the day, we'd really like you to <laughs> write us a check. Right. So, it's about so, connecting to that audience. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and doing it with uh, the right story, the right, Mm-hmm. Uh, message, uh, really uh, fascinating, and, and like I said, I, this is where I, this is where I uh, did my studies, uh, uh, certainly at the undergraduate level, and uh, I'm fascinated by how it's changed over the years and uh, the inclusion of social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, we certainly didn't have any of that. We didn't have, heck, we didn't have computers or the internet when I went to school. That's how, that's how bad things were. <laughs> our, our world was so so bad. <laughs> Just um, different, not bad. Very different. <laughs> So, all right, well, we're going to, we'll, we'll get back to more of this because I'm fascinated uh, by this. And I want to hear some of your, uh, uh, being new to campus, being new to the community. So we want to talk about that some too. Uh, but I do want to mention a couple of uh, other things that are going on uh, from a faculty perspective. Uh, we have the uh, TILT training, Transparency in Learning and Teaching. I hope that uh, I think you're are you working on some of that. I have actually already done previous training with TILT. Good. And uh, so that's available. I know Dr. Uh, Judy Orton Grissett is uh, putting that together and leading that across campus. Very excited about how that's helping uh, students and faculty uh, communicate. And students are interested in it too. Yeah. I mean, they, they know about it. And even when I'm teaching, for example, I just taught an introductory speech. Students are asking, what is this for? Well, it's to teach you how to write a speech. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they really enjoy being told why they have to learn something. Yeah. And that makes it better. Mm -hmm. I certainly think so. Mm -hmm. It helps direct their work too. So if they know what the goal is, they can work towards that goal, not just check something off a list. Yeah, I was reading a, a, a book just uh, just yesterday, getting ready for uh, the class that I teach. And one of the stories was about a young man who was doing an internship and was really doing a, 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 a lot of work, but he was coming home saying, I don't understand why I'm doing all this. And, and so the, the, the drill was sit down and decide who you are and what you want to do. And once he did that, the things he was doing could apply to what he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And now it brought whole new meaning to why he was doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of what tilt is. You know, this explains why you're doing it. It's, it just clears things up. It doesn't, you're still trying to do what you want to do, but now this gives you another skill. So 
great, great concept. I'm glad we're uh, engaged with it here, and I hope people will uh, stay involved with the training. Uh, we have uh, the system is launching uh, a new annual and post-tenure review policy. Uh, they're making changes to the current policy, and so I encourage all of our faculty to be engaged and paying attention to uh, what's happening at the system level. Uh, it's not approved yet, but I know there's some discussion uh, with the faculty senate representatives from all across the state, and uh, I encourage you if you have questions or interest to uh, get a hold of uh, Chadwick Gug, our uh, faculty senate president, and I know he'll uh, get you up to speed. Uh, strategic planning has started. Su Dr. Suzanne Smith, our provost, is leading the strategic planning process at the end of this uh, year, our strategic plan, current strategic plan runs out. And so it's a good process for us to go through and really uh, talk about who we want to be. And coming out of the COVID uh, pandemic is really kind of a, a good time to really kind of rethink who are we? How do we do what we do? What do we want to be known for? So I'm excited about uh, that process. And I, I look forward to the, the work of that group. Uh, Blue and Gold Week coming up. I think it's not next week, but the week after that. Uh, always a fun time here on campus, kind of a, a good fall celebration. I know there'll be lots of activities, so keep your eye out for the Blue and Gold Week information. New furniture and campus improvements, technology upgrades. They started showing up last Friday. I think another truck came in today. Uh, so if you're getting new furniture in your classroom or in your building, take a picture, post it on social media, tell everybody on campus, uh, we're getting a lot of new stuff. We're spending uh, several million dollars to uh, really improve the campus environment, uh, classroom furniture, equipment, technology, all those things. And so I, I'm really excited about the improvements we're going to be able to make there. F uh, student funds from the Higher Education Emergency Relief Fund will go out on October the 1st. So students, you should be uh, looking for a check if you uh, agreed to use the money to pay your bill, you will not get a check, but your bill will get paid. So that's pretty good trade-off. If, uh, if you have already paid your bill, you will get a check. Or I, I should say that you get it on your bank mobile card. So sign up on your bank mobile card, you'll get it immediately, and then you can use it like a debit card, I think is how that works. Um, and then uh, right now we are in... Uh, suicide Prevention Month, and we have a, um, a, a an event coming up on September the 29th at four o'clock in the Nursing Lecture Hall. It's a movie uh, called Suicide: The Ripple Effect, the Kevin Hines story, and uh, it's a very powerful and impactful documentary. And uh, we really are. Uh, wanting to make sure that students are aware of this and know that there are resources out there for you if this is uh, a concern of yours. And, and uh, I will say, this is my fifth year here, uh, 30th year in higher education, and there's always some issues on campus. There's always, uh, unfortunately, there's always, you know, overdoses and, and issues and, and, and concerns. Uh, but the past week, uh, two, 10 days, we've had more in those 10 days uh, than we usually have in a semester. And, and so I just want to encourage everyone to, uh, one, be on the lookout for each other, 
uh, but two, take advantage of the resources that we have. We have the, uh, we certainly have the counseling center here on campus, but we also have um, the online uh, talk space and, and a couple other um, uh, mental health uh, protocols available that I, that I hope people will use. And so uh, it's, it's a concern. I, again, is it the COVID effect? Uh, you know, we, we don't know, but it seems like it is heightened and we need to be watching out for that. And then, of course, uh, the Day of Giving, I, I, I think I mentioned it, but uh, the Day of Giving was last week. And if you haven't heard yet, our goal was uh, $50,000 and a gift from all 50 states. So the downside is we only got gifts from 44 states, so we didn't quite get them all. The good news is we raised $99,925 from those 44 states. So almost 100% over the goal, which is pretty spectacular. Three years ago, we did this for the first time and the goal was $10,000. So to think in three years, we've 10 times our goal with gifts is pretty remarkable. And, um, that's a testament to the people who love this place, the alumni, the community members, the faculty, staff, uh, all the folks who participated and were uh, involved. That's, a, that's remarkable, too. Uh, one, I, I already told Stephen, um, you can't set a goal and then exceed it by 100%. We're going to have to talk about your goal setting. Um, <laughs> we, we need to be a, a little more accurate um, if we set an enrollment goal of 3,000 and we had 6,000, that would be a problem. Mm. So <laughs> it's not, not quite as bad raising money to go that much over your goal, but uh, we do want <laughs> So next year, he's going to he's gonna have to figure out what the number is. But anyway, um, all right. You're, you are, uh, what we said, less than two months here in Americas. Yep. What do you think so far? Oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I grew up in a really small town, much, much smaller than yeah. America's. Um, what in the, state? Iowa. Mm. I'm originally from Iowa. Um, I got my undergrad and one of my masters at the University of Northern Iowa. And then I came to Georgia State, um, Georgia State University to do my PhD. And Atlanta was a new beast for me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Um, it was wonderful, lots of great food, lots of great people, but I was really looking forward to coming back to more of a community-minded atmosphere, and America's has definitely been that. Yeah. It's been wonderful in that sense. Um, the uh, traffic is wonderful. Yeah, that's certainly true. <laughs> Compared to Atlanta, certainly yes. Certainly true. Reminds me of home. Yeah. Um, but no, America's has been incredibly welcoming the events that downtown america's holds has been wonderful um did you did you happen to do the taste of uh, america's i was at a soccer game actually oh, so i was more i was participating good. in parks and recreation <laughs> but um i saw their setup and it, it looked yeah, wonderful it looked um and like the first friday events mm-hmm. um i'm the faculty advisor for the student newspaper the southwester and they were able to go and promote um, the student newspaper at the one of the first Fridays, and um, they had a wonderful response. Great. So it's it's really nice to see that community involvement happening at GSW and vice versa. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I, think, I know, appreciate that. It's it is an, it's a great town. Uh, certainly, Christy and I have been uh, welcomed and and feel uh, like we you know have been embraced by this community. And I, I hope other people that move here feel that same way. Um, and, and if you get involved, if you go to things, if you um, engage, I think this community is really open to uh, welcoming new people. I've Absolutely. lived in places that that wasn't the case. And so uh, this is very nice. Yes. I'm looking forward to the Halloween and Christmas events that the, yeah. the town has planned yeah, for sure. They are good. Now, my son went to the University of Iowa okay. for law school. So when you say you were in Iowa, what exactly was this little town you were in in Iowa? Uh, the little town that I'm from is called Lost Nation. Lost Nation, yep. Iowa. My goodness. Yep. It really is very small, but it's right in the middle of Cedar Rapids, Clinton, Davenport, and Dubuque. So, Okay. Where's um, the Tumwa? So that would be Southeast Iowa. Um, okay. Probably, Do you know why that's famous? Probably, maybe. Not off the top of my head. How about that? Okay. I mean, okay. <laughs> On MASH, okay. the TV show, okay. Radar O'Reilly was from Ottumwa, Iowa. Okay. See, if you just said so a if river... You're not, if you're not over 50 years old, you probably don't get that reference. <laughs> See, if you just said Riverside, Iowa, I would have gone with Kirk. So... <laughs> that's right. So anyway, I always wondered where Tumwa, Iowa was, but I didn't even know it was a real place until oh, yes, not too definitely. terribly long ago, but yes, they did pick a good place. Speaking of my son, uh, graduate of the University of Iowa, Hawkeye, proud Hawkeye, excited about their great football team this year. Uh, he's getting married uh, next Saturday, uh, and so I'll be Congratulations. able to do that. I know, we're very excited. It's been canceled twice because of uh, COVID issues, and so uh, I think we're about 18 months past the original date and so uh, we're very excited to finally get that done and so uh, I'll be uh, off of campus next week for a few days and I hope that uh, everybody uh, forgives me for my absence as uh, we're excited to add a daughter to our family that we don't have many of those in my family <laughs> so it will be uh, very nice and um, all right so new doctor new program new place to live mm -hmm. anything else new new dog new cat new, yes what do, what do you got i have a puppy a puppy <laughs> oh yes. my goodness what yeah, kind of puppy might as well add it into the well, mix right sure. um she's a boxer mix her name is sophie oh, she's about you. four months old so got her right at the end of july right and before you moved right well right after right i after, moved to okay. america's in july okay yep so we got settled and then we went and picked up a puppy, puppy. oh my goodness that's <laughs> awesome that's all you should have asked i got more dogs than i know what to do with i could have just given you one but anyway that's awesome so you're you're feeling like this is this is home right it's yep it's turning it's into home for, for sure yeah. absolutely we certainly hope so we i certainly, certainly hope so. so too i'm now, excited now one of the i don't know if they told you this but I'll tell you now. Okay. <laughs> One of the things that we hope that this communications degree does is not only uh, provides our current students with another option, but that we are attractive, that we, we draw students that find, that want to go into this, that this is their goal. Obviously other institutions offer similar programs. And so it'll be a recruiting war. And so uh, any ideas about how you recruit students? Do you have any plans for uh, things that you can do or, or have you thought that far ahead? 
We're working on it for sure. Um, we do have a new state-of-the-art media lab that um, just very recently became available for students to um, use. And with that comes you know, um, uh, the Adobe suite of creative suite of products so that if you want to do photo editing, video editing, you want to create infographics, you want to start a podcast, audio editing, that kind of stuff, you absolutely can um, come on over to Column and do that work. Um, we also have a media research library that we've um, been putting together as well, too. So if you need something that is um, more specifically related to public speaking, media studies, game studies, um, those uh, areas, you can come on over. We've got books that you can look through. Um, we've been working collaboratively with um, the Office of Experiential Learning to yeah. um, work on internship opportunities. In fact, the new video boards that just got installed in the Storm Dome, yeah. we are... Um, that's part of the reason why we have the sports and journalism certificate. Yeah. There's a really big push for sports communication and we want to meet that need yeah. um, in the community as well as for students that are coming from places like Atlanta, like Tallahassee, like Columbus. You want to study sports communication? Come here. Yeah. Um, health communication is also a really big, big one. We have a large nursing yeah. student population. Um, but in order to be able to professionally be prepared to talk to patients, families to yeah. discuss what's happening um, within the health industries. Come to us. We'll teach you how to do all those professional, that professional work. Um, same for business communication too. Right. It's not just um, being able to, um, you know, write a business plan. It's about marketing that business plan. It's about being able to create the work that will actually attract audiences to you right. in order to carry out the business plan. Um, so we are attempting to um, bring all of those things together into one program. And um, I'm really excited about it because we've got a great start. Students are already excited and the program doesn't officially open until spring 2022. <laughs> but we have students that are like, what are, what are you teaching? What can we take? What are we going to make in the classes? Yeah. And um, they're excited already. And I think that excitement is going to spread as students hear about what we incorporate. The classes themselves do not focus on your more traditional coursework. We do things um, like creating infographics as midterms. We um, focus on portfolio work, where you're gonna walk away knowing how to do a video essay, knowing how to write a traditional paper, knowing how to um, create a podcast, those kinds of yeah. things. And you're gonna have those things to say to an employer Yes. I don't just know how I've done it. Look, here, exactly. look at what I've done. I mean, you exactly. don't have to hope. I mean, you know, we didn't talk just about theory. We've, we did it. Right. And, that, and that's why we encourage the certificates too. You can get the degree, but then add on the certificates, show the specialties that you have that yeah. you can offer to an employer. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we were talking to the nursing folks uh, at, really at, at the hospital and, and their, their point was, look, we have nurses doing, I think they said 12 other jobs in the hospital besides just being a, a, a nurse, you know, in a, in a room with a patient, mm -hmm. they have all kinds of other things and communication and, and being able to communicate to the, to an insurance company, being able to communicate with the public, being able to communicate with families. There were all kinds of nurses, nurses doing jobs, just not, you know, that, that said, I don't want to do that kind of nursing, but I'll do this. And so, uh, the nursing students that find out, Hey, I, I, I still want to be around it, but I'd rather, you know, the great opportunities to right. expand their skill set and, 
uh, find their their own place in the hospital or the doctor's office or wherever they're going to work. Another focus we have, um, Dr. Carter next semester is actually going to be offering an intercultural communication. And it's it's not just about, you know, learning how to do and create all these new um, actual forms of media and working with different platforms. It's also being able to commute them to different audiences as well. And so intercultural communication is really kind of a great starting point not just for communication majors, but for nursing students, computer science students, history, English, um, understanding the context of how you are speaking to a group, why you are speaking to a group, what you want them to do with the information that you're giving them, those kinds of things. So, Man, I'm going to have to start taking classes again. This sounds like (laughs) fun. And uh, again, we are really excited to have have you and Dr. Carter uh, with us. We're excited that you've joined the GSW family. We are very excited about this new degree program. We know that uh, not only will our current students like it, but students from all across the region are going to start to find out about what a great program this is. And uh, pretty soon you're going to have so many students, you're going <laughs> to, you're going to want more faculty members in your department. And that'll be great. Um, we're again, we're very excited about this and, and uh, excited about the semester that's off to uh, a really good start. Uh, you mentioned soccer game. I don't know if you're at our soccer game, but uh, our student, our soccer teams are off to a great start, really playing well and very exciting. Uh, the cross country teams are out uh, doing their thing. And, and uh, it's just nice to have a normal fall semester with, uh, with the spirit and the and campus full of people, people walking around, events going on. And so really appreciate the work that everybody's done. Uh, to get those COVID numbers down, to keep us uh, engaged face-to-face, doing the things we like to do, uh, but but keeping it as safe as possible and, and looking forward to a great rest of the semester. Uh, Bob, it's been a while since we've done this, so I appreciate you dusting off the equipment and uh, coming back over. Uh, I, I mentioned that I'd be out next week, so next Friday's not going not gonna to work. But uh, I'm going to try to get back on a more regular schedule and we'll get these podcasts rolling this year. We have a lot of great things to talk about. And as we talked about earlier, there's a lot of questions that need answered. And so we're going to keep talking about them and see if we can work out some of these things because we want GSW to keep moving in a positive direction. I didn't even mention Flory Chapel and the work that's going on over there. We've got uh, the library project is uh, going to the state legislature this year. So, So we haven't even covered uh, a lot of the things that we could talk about, but we will uh, over the next several weeks. So appreciate everybody listening and we'll see you soon.